And just like that, the Golden State Warriors lose home court advantage. It's not because they weren't the better team. It's not because they gave the game away. It's because Steve Kerr, for some reason, continues to stubbornly not play his best players. I'll explain what I mean next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. You can follow me, Cyrus Otzas, on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow. The Golden State Warriors dropped a game that, to me, was incredibly frustrating, a game that was very winnable, a game that I feel they should have won. Uh, in terms of the eye test, when you watch these two teams on the court, I don't think it's outrageous to say that the Golden State Warriors are the better team. And the fact that they lost this game is, it's infuriating. It's maddening simply because you knew going into this series, anybody who follows the Warriors and Lakers closely can easily attest to this, that it's no secret. The Lakers are a big team. They rely on their size. They rely on Anthony Davis, who tonight played over 43 minutes, almost 44 minutes, 43 minutes, 50 seconds to be precise was 11 for 19 from the field, grabbed 23 rebounds, 23 rebounds. Four of those offensive, had five assists, finished the game with 30 points. The Lakers have a guy named Jared Vanderbilt, who stands 6'9". He was primarily guarding Stephen Curry tonight. He also had eight points. He had six rebounds, of course. The Lakers have a guy named LeBron James on their team. I think you're all familiar with him. He's 6'8", built like a Mack truck. Probably should be playing football instead of basketball. One of the greatest players in the history of the game. If you told me that you feel like LeBron James is the greatest all-around player in the history of the game, yeah, I'd agree with you. But the GOAT is Michael Jordan. That's for another show. But LeBron James, again, he's your small forward. He's 6'8", what, 250? They're a big team. So what does Steve Kerr respond with? A lot of minutes for Jordan Poole, who actually had a good game tonight, just a horrible final shot. We'll talk about that in just a moment. We saw a lot of Dante DiVincenzo, who's 6'4". We saw a lot of Gary Payne II, who's 6'3". Andrew Wiggins, who before he came to the Warriors was a shooting guard and is now a power forward mostly, played 33 minutes. Draymond Green, one of the greatest defensive players in the history of the game, but he only stands 6'5". He played 33 minutes. Kevon Looney, 
who has turned into a postseason hero for the Golden State Warriors. Played 29 minutes, 29 seconds. He's one of their biggest players at 6'9". Side note, when he was drafted, he was drafted as a small forward. And these are the players getting most of the minutes against a huge Los Angeles Lakers team who brought Rory Hachimura off the bench for 11 minutes. He's 6'8". The Dennis Schroeder minutes, I, I, I can't explain what has happened to this player. He's suddenly like a defensive savant. I don't understand that. Stephen Curry will figure that out sooner than later and eat him up alive. But the Warriors have the personnel on their roster to easily take care of the Los Angeles Lakers. But instead, Jermichael Green, who played a solid 7 minutes, 45 seconds, all in the second quarter, never saw him again. Jermichael Green is 6'9". Jermichael Green could be used in this series. In those 7 minutes, 45 seconds, he scored 6 points. Both of those uh, are all 6 points coming from two 3-point shots. So newsflash, he also spaces the floor. But we never saw him in the second half. Moses Moody. The box score won't symbolize how effective he was tonight. He played great minutes. Only played 6 minutes, 4 seconds, but... A solid six minutes, grabbed one offensive rebound. Like I said, the box score will not reflect his overall output, even though he led the bench in plus minus, or second, I'm sorry, beside behind uh, Jordan Poole. But again, we barely saw him. Moses Moody uh, in the first half played two and a half minutes, second half, three and a half minutes. Jonathan Kaminga, a player who, you've, if you've watched this show, you know how I feel. Good things happen when Kaminga plays. That's That idea is lost on Steve Kerr because Jonathan Kaminga was DNP tonight. And just like that, because Steve Kerr continues to insist on using the smallest lineup of the dynasty by far. And I'll explain a lot of the players that used to play for this team. And it helped them win championships. Those players are gone. They've been replaced with much smaller individuals. In the sport of basketball, size matters. Yet the Golden State Warriors, and more specifically, their head coach, Steve Kerr, continues to be obtuse at that concept. He thinks space on the floor is most important, except when it's someone who's tall, like Jermichael Green, who was two for four from beyond the arc today. And just like that, the Golden State Warriors are now down 0-1, in this series for anyone who thinks that first of all, Kylan Mills was going to join me tonight. She will join me after post game uh, of game two. She's not feeling well today. Hope you're doing all right, Kylan. But I want to hear from, I, I want to play the sound from Steve Kerr because uh, Steve Kerr, and it's a shame that uh, NBC sports Bay area, which is one of my only resources for playing these clips immediately after the game um, did not, publish the second question the question right after this which was a damn good question i don't know who the reporter was it was on uh inside the nba on tnt but in the clip i'm going to play you steve kerr was uh asked about exhaustion were the warriors tired they just played a game seven the la lakers had some rest did that play a factor here's what steve kerr had to say before pregame that this was an advantage maybe because you had rhythm, but was it 
this quick turnaround, do you think that took a toll on your guys there at the end? Uh, no, I thought we were the uh, fresher team down the stretch. You saw the run we made. Um, you know, they, they decided to play their guys the whole fourth quarter, um, and I un- understood that decision. You know, they're, they're, they've, had, they've had more rest, so they're thinking, you know, push the envelope and, and uh, play their starters in the fourth. And I thought, um, you know, in the last four minutes, we were the team with more energy. Um, so um, just couldn't quite get over the hump, but our guys made an incredible comeback uh, to, to tie it, and, um, you know, they made a couple of plays at the end. It was more than just a couple of plays. It was, it was a lot of plays. Um, it, the, the, the stats that stick out the most are, are going to be the free throw line. Uh, the Warriors got absolutely screwed there. What, one thing that the officials uh, did that directly affected the Golden State Warriors was putting Draymond Green in foul trouble. The Warriors' entire strategy for Anthony Davis is Draymond Green, but you can't play Draymond and Anthony Davis for an entire game. It's going to wear him out, and it's also going to result in what happened today, foul trouble. Draymond Green uh, played 33 minutes in a game where he should have pro- probably played closer to 40 because – Anthony Davis played 43 minutes, 50 seconds. LeBron James played 40 minutes, by the way. And again, this is where, like, there's no panic buttons being pressed after this game. But it's just frustrating because in so many instances in this entire run of the dynasty, and especially this year, for some reason, Steve Kerr makes things harder than they should be. Like, like the Warriors should not be down 0-1 in the series right now. They just gave up home court advantage just like that. And it was largely because... A, yeah, Draymond Green got in foul trouble, and that sucked. Draymond Green did not have a good game. He finished with just four rebounds, did have seven assists. But again, persistent foul calls on him just kept him out. And as a result of that, uh, uh, Anthony Davis just run, just ran him up. Kevon Looney's an awesome player, but Anthony Davis is too big for him when it comes to defense. Meaning, Kevon Looney's not a shot blocker, and Anthony Davis's offensive skill set is so polished, so solid, that if you give him the ball in the post and Kevon Looney's guarding him, Looney can use his strength to keep distance between the basket and the Anthony Davis, but Anthony Davis can just turn around and put up a hook shot, turn around and put up a fadeaway. That was my entire gripe with Anthony Lamb this year. He's 6'5". Height matters in basketball. And Anthony Davis is a big dude. So if you, this is where not having shot blockers hurts you. Now, Draymond Green is such a good defensive player And he's also so strong and he's got a massive wingspan that he gives Anthony Davis problems, but he got into foul trouble. In fact, the Warriors got into foul trouble tonight. The Warriors were, uh, for this game, had 23 less free throw attempts. The Warriors had six free throw attempts total. And yes, the referees had something to do with that. And that's embarrassing. I mean, that is that is a ridiculous anomaly. Um, but a large part of that is the size differential. When the other team is much bigger than you, you're not going to get easy shots. And that's a huge reason why the Warriors didn't attack the paint that much. Because they knew the Lakers had much bigger players. Whether it was Vanderbilt, whether it was Davis, whether it was LeBron. They just had a lot bigger dudes, whether it was Hachimura. So you can't attack the paint and get easy shots when guys five, six, seven inches taller than you are awaiting you. So the Warriors shot a lot of threes. And the Warriors in this game shot 39.6% from three. Not bad, 
but they also had 53 three three point attempts. Not good. And that's why they only finished with six free throw attempts. And again, yes, I'm sure the strategy is going to be for game two, attack the paint more, put them in foul trouble, get easier baskets, get to the line more. But ultimately, unless the players attacking the paint are players that don't have to worry about getting their shot blocked every time, you're not going to see the Warriors do it that much. The Lakers are just sitting there waiting for them in the paint, just basically challenging the Warriors to shoot open threes. And, you know, it didn't work. It did The strategy worked for the Lakers. It did not work for the Warriors. The Warriors uh, were a plus 45 from the three-point line tonight, meaning they outscored the LA Lakers by 45 points in terms of three-pointers and lost. The Lakers were a plus 20 from the free-throw line. I think it was actually more than that. I, I got that from uh, immediately following the uh, the game on TNT. That's what, uh, that's what the host said. But I'm looking at my box score right now, and it was actually plus... 23 for attempts it was plus 20 for free throws made and then the lakers also won they want lakers won a lot of categories there were plus 26 in points in the paint and it all goes back to the warriors roster and steve kerr you have the talent you have the players why is jonathan Kaminga getting a dnp why is jermichael green only playing eight minutes in the second quarter why is moses moody only playing like six minutes total in this game why, man? I, I, it's just sometimes you you gotta have a little more faith in your players. Like like coaches play who they trust. That's obvious. But I don't understand what Jonathan Kaminga has done this year to make Kerr lose trust in him. I don't get it. I need to remind you again, Jonathan Kaminga, when he plays twenty five or more minutes this year, the Warriors have won over seventy percent of their games. When he plays twenty or less minutes this year, the Warriors lose over 70% of their games. And now you're playing a team in the Lakers who are huge. They're a big team. And you think Jonathan Kaminga's 6'8 frame, his athleticism, his speed against a slower Lakers team like this is not going to help? Jermichael Green, who spaces the floor, was two for four from beyond the arc tonight. He's 6'9". He gives you height. He's one of the very few shot blockers on your team. You're only going to play him eight minutes and only in the second quarter? I don't get it. I don't get it. Steve Kerr is driving me insane this year. We'll have a lot more when we come back. A lot of people are going to focus on Jordan Poole, who did have a great game, except for that shot at the very end, which highlights a massively huge problem for Jordan Poole, which is that you're not Stephen Curry, Jordan. Okay? Like, if anyone in the media game has been an advocate for Jordan Poole this year, it's this guy with two thumbs pointed his way. But you're not Stephen Curry. And you didn't, he didn't have to shoot a 30-footer. He could have dribbled up to the three-point line and shot a 23-footer. I don't understand why he he does that. But he did have a good game. I'm going to talk about him. I'm going to talk about Clay Thompson, who had a fantastic first half but could not replicate his shooting and success in the second half. I'm going to talk about what the Lakers did to Stephen Curry and what adjustments you're going to see from the Warriors in game two. There will be some. But first, I, I got to give some love, and they actually have an overlay, to better help. I'm gonna. Uh, I, I'm looking at the chat. By the way, uh, I've been instructed to uh, hold off on addressing chat comments at the end of the show, but I'm reading them. I'm highlighting some of them that I'm gonna answer at the end of the show. Um, but I got to give some love first to BetterHelp, which is all about your mental health, which is not something you should be joking around with. Something you should absolutely be taking seriously. 
And this show, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA and get on your way to being your best self. And look, it's this world is hard. I, I, I really hope there's nobody out there who is afraid to seek help when it comes to your mental health because of any stigma, because there is absolutely nothing wrong with seeking help for one of your most important organs in your body, your brain. It's, it's, it's correlates directly with your mind. And sometimes you need to take care of yourself. It's easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you. It's easy to forget that you need to take care of yourself. I've, you know, I've benefited from therapy and better help. What they do is they're available immediately. They're available virtually. If you don't get along with the therapist that you're initially assigned to, you can easily switch therapists because you got to find a therapist that works for you, right? You can't just settle when it comes to a therapist. So find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's a great deal. And they're a great resource. That's BetterHelp, H E L P.com slash locked on NBA. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Every dayers. Uh, next show will be probably post game because one interesting facet of this series is that every game is going to be just two days. Literally, like there'll be no game tomorrow, there'll be game Thursday, no game Friday, game Saturday, no game Sunday, game Monday. It's a weird schedule, but that's how it's working out. And so obviously we're going to have a show after after every game. So there'll be a, a live post-game show. So I don't know if we'll have another show in between, but follow the program on Twitter, Locked On Dubs, to stay posted on that. I want to I want to talk about Clay Thompson for a second here because Clay started off, off this game smoking. I mean, he was on fire. He was uh, in the first half. Um, Clay Thompson, his line... Was 7-14 from the field, 50%. 4 of 7 from 3. He had 18 points. He was on fire. And, and despite that, the Warriors trailed by 1, but it was just 1 point. Uh, another player who had a fantastic first half, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole had a great game. I'm going to talk about him in a second as well. But while I have these stats in front of me for the first half, Jordan Poole was 4 for 7 from the field, 4 for 6 from beyond the arc. Also had 4 assists just in the first half for 13 points. Clay had 18 points in the first half. But the second half, the second half is where it went really south for Clay Thompson. Uh, in the second half, Clay regressed to two for 11 from the field, just two for nine from beyond the arc. He had one trip to the line, missed one of his two free throws, finished with just seven points in the second half. Altogether, finished the game with 25 points was 6 for 16 from beyond the arc, was a very bad 9 of 25 from the field. And Clay at 6-7 is sadly one of the Warriors' quote-unquote bigs. And so you need rebounds from your bigs, right? That seems to be the one 
stat all the Kaminga haters love to bring up is what about the rebounds? Well, Clay, who you need rebounds from him too, at 6-7, only at three. Draymond Green only had four rebounds in this game. You absolutely need rebounds from him. I know I said that earlier, but it needs to be emphasized. And so Clay did not have a good game. Now, Jordan Poole had actually, statistically speaking, had an unbelievable game. He played five seconds shy of 30 minutes total, was seven for 15 from the field, was six for 11 from the from, from beyond the arc. He was six for 10 before that final three. Uh, to, to recap that, that play at the end, Stephen Curry gets doubled. He swings it out to Poole, pulls 30 feet away, and just decides to shoot a three when he had nobody in front of him. He had nobody around him. He could have even attacked the paint if he wanted to. Now, granted, the Warriors really were down three at that point, uh, but still, I, that was just a horribly ill-timed shot. I really wish Jordan Poole would just stop thinking he is Stephen Curry. There is no need to take shots that far away. It's it's insane. It's just dumb. It's just a dumb thing to do. I don't know why he does that. So even though the box score will say 21 points, better than 50% from, from three points, he added six assists, had no turnovers. The Warriors were actually really good in that regard, and that's, that's part of what makes losing this game sting that much more. They had eight turnovers total in this game. But Jordan Poole took that just a horrible shot at the end, and that was it. You know, that and there, there was a lot of time left in the clock. I, I don't know what the strategy was there. Um, but missing that three was absolutely murder. Stephen Curry, I'm gonna talk about him in just a moment when I come back, and I'm gonna address uh anybody who is uh posting insightful comments in the chat. God damn, this game sucked. This game just sucked. This is not a game they should have lost, just plain and simple. I it's it's infuriating. Um Got to give some love real quick here to, uh, oh, that's it. Today's Wednesday. All right, so no no more breaks, um, except for possible recorded ones. So Stephen Curry tonight, the hero of Game 7, one of the greatest players in the history of the game. I thought Jared Vanderbilt did an okay job on him. Not great, but it was effective. The player that uh, surprised me a little bit, and, you know, I did a, 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 Kylan and I did a crossover show with the, the Locked On Lakers crew, and I do love those guys, man. It, it makes crossovers not as fun when you really like the other hosts. Um, but, you know, they kept talking about how D Dennis Schroeder is like one of their their key defensive players. And I was just I was kind of like dumbfounded by that. I mean, I Dennis Schroeder, like I, he's he's not someone who I've ever known as being a great defensive player, but he looked good tonight defensively and he was good overall. I mean, he played 31 minutes off the bench, scored 19 points for him. I don't I don't know how he got five trips to the free throw line. He was nine for 10 from the line. And that old charity stripe, 19 points for, for Schroeder. I will say this, Stephen Curry will figure him out. All right. Dennis Schroeder is not going to be the, the, the reason the Lakers shut down Stephen Curry, but Steph was, Steph was a little, little bit flustered here and there. He, from the field tonight, he was 10 of 24, not good by his standards. Um, he was 6 of 13 from beyond the arc. That's just shy of 50%. So was, his shot was fine. He grabbed six rebounds tonight, had three assists, finished the game with 27 points. But you could tell the Lakers were clearly focused on him. I mean, he was seeing a lot of doubles. He saw a double team at the end of the game there, which led to the outlet, which led to the, to the pass to Jordan Poole, who just heaved up a 30-footer completely unnecessarily. Um, 
So I thought Steph was fine. And at least from what I saw, even though, uh, again, you saw solid defensive efforts from Jared Vanderbilt, Dennis Schroeder, I thought shockingly played good defensively, but Steph will figure that out. I'm not, I'm not worried about him, but uh, we can't see DNPs anymore for Jonathan Kaminga. Here's what I will say. And I'll say this with the utmost conviction, with the utmost belief. If Jonathan Kaminga doesn't start getting some run with his team, there's no world championship. The way this roster is constructed he is vitally important. There is a huge reason why Kaminga played so many minutes this year. I mean, he was an integral part of this team, especially down the stretch, winning so many games. You know, I mean, looking back in the regular season, just, just take a, taking a look at the last six games, all right? They won five of those six games. He played 31 minutes, 21 minutes, 23 minutes, 20 minutes. 19 minutes, 24 minutes. And in those games, you scored 13, 17, 9, and 9. One of those two games, you also grabbed eight rebounds. 15 points, 15 points. Nearly all those games, he was also given the defensive assignment on the opposing team's best player. All right? And in those six games where he played a good solid chunk of minutes, averaging 25-plus minutes, they won five of the six, of those six. His shooting percentages in those games, because a lot of ignorant or ignoramuses out there keep saying, oh, he's not a good shooter. BS. You know what? You know what he shot field goal percentage wise in those final six regular season games? 100%, 73%, 60%. Oh, no, 40%. His one bad game. He followed that up with 80%, 67%. His three point percentages in that same stretch, 100%. Zero, because he was 0 for 1, 50, 33, 100, 100. Don't tell me he cannot shoot. His rebounding numbers in those last six games, he grabbed 4, 8, 1, 8, 1, 7. And in those same six games, again, he was averaging about 25 minutes a game. He's 6, 8. He's an athletic freak. Contrary to what your opinion is about him shooting, statistically, he's a great shooter. But you're not going to play him against a Lakers team where you need size? Makes no damn sense. Makes absolutely no damn sense. And here's another thing that no one is talking about except for yours truly on this show. Gary Payne II who the team traded their, their former number two pick for. They gave James Wiseman the absolute same treatment. They gave Eric Pascal. Bye. Nice knowing you. <laughs> Just gone. And in this case, they traded him for Gary Payne II, who they easily could have re-signed last offseason. But Gary Payne II, I love him. And I thought in this series, he would have a place. But he only got 12 minutes. Okay, 12 minutes is not a lot. All right? And he is a defensive savant, all right? He's someone who, despite being 6'3", knows how to play defense. That is a specialty. So you only play him 12 minutes? 12. I, I don't, I don't. I mean, I, I just, these rotations are just absolutely mind-blowing. They're, they're driving me insane. So if you want to know why the Warriors lost this game tonight, it's because Steve Kerr, for some reason, doesn't trust any of his bigs. Steve Kerr, for some reason, wants to live and die with the same players, the same five, six, seven players. 
And I'm telling you this, if Kaminga does not get into the rotation, if Kaminga does not get start getting some serious run it, so that he can actually develop some sort of rhythm moving forward, you're going to need him in the Western Conference Finals if they get there. You're going to need him in the NBA Finals if you get there. You need that 6'8 size, all right? You're not winning a title without him. And, and a huge reason why, look back to the dynasty for a second, all right? This is by far, I'm going to get to the chat questions to finish up here. This is by far the smallest Warriors team of the entire dynasty over the last 10 years. The Warriors, for a lot of those championships, had Andre Iguodala, 6'6", 6'7", incredibly athletic, not a small human being. Sean Livingston was 6'7", 6'8". Otto Porter Jr. was 6'8". They were tall and they were long. Okay? They've been replaced with Jordan Poole, 6'4". Dante DiVincenzo, 6'4". That doesn't work. You also used to have bigs like Andrew Bogut, JaVale McGee, Zaza Pachulia, David Lee, even Maurice Spates. Last year, Bielitsa. These are legitimate bigs. They were getting significant run for every one of those title teams. Where are the bigs now? Why does Kerr think that in the game of basketball that you suddenly don't need size, and especially against the Los Angeles Lakers, a team that is built on size? That is a big team. You have to match that. You have to match it. You have the personnel in Jonathan Kaminga. You have the personnel in Jermichael Green. You have the personnel, even in Moses Moody, who despite being 6'5", has a 7'1 wingspan and is aggressive, is athletic, and is a difference maker. Need more than six minutes of, of Moses Moody. I am tired of the small ball, man. I am exhausted from it. The Warriors are going nowhere this postseason if this crap continues. Gregory Thomas writes, I'm not crying. Give me a break. I'm listening to show here, man. I would love to be the coach next year. If Eric Spolstra can be the head coach, why not me? David West, Rebel the Sounds. Did I not mention him? I thought I did mention him in, in my spiel. Yeah, Livingston was the absolute truth. Um, Rain King GW writes, uh, Gary Payne II was put into bad situations this game. I have no idea what was going on there. You're right. I, you're, you're absolutely right. I feel like every time he came in the game, I, I can't even remember who he was guarding, who he was assigned to. I think he had some minutes on LeBron. But again, 12 minutes is not much for, for your defensive savant that you gave up your former number two pick for. Joe, uh, earlier uh, in the show, writes uh, that Kerr is stuck on four shooters and a big. You're absolutely right. If those shooters had size, I'd be okay with it so that they can be two-way players. Jordan Poole is not a two-way player. Dante DiVincenzo is not a two-way player in the sense that offensively, he's not really doing that much. DiVincenzo tonight, and I've loved DiVincenzo throughout the regular season, but in the postseason, he's, he's been kind of a letdown. In 12 minutes, DiVincenzo tonight, 0 for 1 from the field. 0 for 1! He had one field goal, field goal attempt, and that was a, a three that he missed. Grabbed three rebounds, had two assists. Was a minus seven in the, in the plus minus. DiVincenzo got 12 minutes. And DiVincenzo and Poole are your new Livingston and Iguodala. Your Otto Porter Jr. You're your whoever you want to you want to fill in the blank with. You just got a lot smaller with your with your with with how you've orchestrated this team. A Tommy writes, Lakers 25 of 29 in terms of free throws to the Warriors 5 of 6. What the F? Yeah, we talked about that earlier. And, and that's where the size thing 
plays a factor as well because if you're tall, it's easier to attack the rim and you can also get fouls in the process. When you're tiny, when you're just basically a bunch of little people, you can get blocked and not get fouled in the process. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. Yeah, some shard rights free Kaminga. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, and, and the reason why, if you think like I'm complaining a lot, look, I know they're only down 0-1, but it's a best of seven. Okay, losing a game in a best of seven is a pretty big deal in the playoffs. All right. Like the Warriors can still win this series, but you just sacrificed a whole game. Like that 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 adds up, especially in a series where you're only getting one day off in between each game. You just gave up, uh, just gave a, gave a game away to a team that is not better than you. The Lakers are not a better team, but they played the right players tonight. Steve Kerr is not playing the right players. I, I don't understand that. It's it feels I feel like it's such a simple premise. If you're the head coach of a team, one of the first things you should do is find out who your best players are and play them. <laughs> okay, and Jonathan Kaminga is one of your best players. Play him. Moses Moody is one of your best players. Play him. Jamichael Green was your arguably your biggest free agent acquisition from last offseason. One of your only bigs. He was two for four from beyond the arc tonight. He is a capable big. Play him. Okay? Jamichael Green can handle Rory Hachimura. Jamichael Green can at least compete with Jared Vanderbilt. Play him. Jeez, man. I, yeah, David West... Uh, we miss him. Um, yes, uh, Madoff writes, uh, do you think we won? Yeah, I do think the Warriors won game two. I'm actually very confident of that, but I was also confident the Warriors won game two last round. I This Warriors team is very unpredictable in my humble opinion. Uh, yeah, Joe writes, um, and Dre did get a technical in this game. You're absolutely right. Yeah, he was peeved. I, I mean, Dre was in foul trouble this whole game. I... I, I I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know if there's an answer uh, to that, but um, but you're right. Lloyd T is absolutely right that the Warriors are even smaller with Gary Payne the second and Dante DiVincenzo, DiVincenzo on the floor. You're, you're right. I mean, Gary Payne the second is six three, DiVincenzo six four, and they're both defensive players. So like, well, I I normally love the idea of them playing, not against the Lakers. Uh, Jug N writes. That's not why you lost. So I don't know what you're referring to. Uh, it's implying there was no other reason. Well, look, the Warriors lost this game by a whopping total of five points. Okay. It, it wouldn't take a lot to, to flip a few things around. Do you really think that if the Warriors didn't have uh, the same productivity from Jermichael Green in the second half, they could have overcome a five-point deficit? A five-point deficit that partly was accrued because Jordan Poole took a 30-foot shot at the end of the game? I, Gregory Thomas, wholeheartedly agree with you that Kaminga should be in the rotation ahead of Dante DiVincenzo. Jonathan Kaminga was starting postseason games last year in this exact same round. It was a year ago at this point when the Warriors were playing the Memphis Grizzlies instead of the Los Angeles Lakers. Jonathan Kaminga was starting games for them a year ago when he was 19. But now for some reason when he's 20, now the moment's too big for him. Are you out of your minds, man? There is nothing logical about what's going on with, with Kaminga. The only thing that makes sense is that Kerr just has some sort of beef. That Kerr doesn't feel it. I'm so tired of hearing about feelings from him. And I made this decision because that's how it felt. Uh, here's a here's a clip, by the way, uh, that, I, that I can play right now. Some sound is starting to come in. Um, here is Draymond Green 
um, talking about his foul trouble. I actually want to hear this. All this is fresh to me as, as it is to you. Um, so let's hear from Dre, uh, who talks about the foul trouble tonight, which is huge because Draymond Green is, is supposed to be the player that defends uh, Anthony Davis. Can't do that if you're on the bench because of foul trouble. So here's Dre. Uh, you talk about um, things have to change with you, and typically you're the floor general. So what do you change for, for the next game? Uh, my aggressiveness I, on both ends of the floor. I think um, you know, I allowed the three fouls to kind of take me out of a rhythm and never really found it again. You know, So just got to stay out of foul trouble. Um, it's kind of been a thing with me lately. and Just got to stop fouling and defend better. Um, it's a feel-out game, obviously, game one. Of course, you want to win it, but guys make adjustments from here. In that fourth quarter, you guys went on a run. Steve kind of went small. Do you think that's something that you guys can use to your advantage? <clears throat> I mean, I think that's always been an advantage for us, but we're not just taking Kevon Looney out of the lineup. Uh, he's been incredible, so that's not on him. If anything, it was on me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's something that we always have, and I'm sure we'll see some of that, but... Um, you know, there's a lot of other things that we can do better. And, you know, we'll watch the tape, figure them out, and we'll be better. Uh, you talk about... Um... All right. So uh, there was Draymond Green talking about the foul trouble. Uh, a few more chats before we wrap it up. Just a frustrating night, man. I'm pissed. Um, Ronnie Navia writes, uh, live by the three, die by the three, hard to get free throws, and the majority of your shots are from three. That is true. Uh, but it's important to note as well that a huge reason why they shot so many threes is because the Lakers took away attacks to the paint. Anthony Davis was not rolling over screens tonight. Okay. And that is a decision that was intentional. The Lakers basically decided part of their strategy was this team's small. This team can't attack us. Just let them shoot their threes and we'll live with that. Crazy strategy. Um, but it worked. It absolutely worked. And again, a huge reason why the Warriors put up so many threes. They again, 53 three-point attempts was because the Lakers were basically daring him to do so. And look, the Warriors made 39.6% of them, but they also didn't get to the line. And the Lakers controlled momentum most of the game because every time you miss a three, the other team gets a fast break opportunity. That is the downside for missing three-point shots. Phil Jackson used to always say a missed corner three is an easy fast break layup for the opposition. All right. And and so this was set up. This was by design. The Lakers wanted this. And Steve Kerr, as we've seen time and time and again, rarely, if ever, makes in-game adjustments. He alluded to this after uh, the game in the post-game press conference. Kerr said, you know, we got to look at the tape. Uh, today was a quote-unquote feel-out game. I, I don't understand why you needed to feel them out. Some of the stuff just seems obvious to me. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I uh, Anyways, I, I'm getting frustrated. Uh Let's see what else is in the chat here. Uh, Jug N writes, but that suggests it's a guarantee Jermichael would score. I'm guessing you're, that's in reference to me advocating for more Jermichael Green minutes. You don't need him to score. All I'm saying is he was two for four from beyond the arc. That, that means he spaces the floor offensively because he's a three-point threat. What you'd need from him at a minimum by having his 6'9 height out there and his long arms out there is he's a deterrent for people attacking the rim. Okay, the Lakers, in terms of points in the paint tonight, all right, outscored the Warriors 54-28. How do you stop that? Size, all right? Shop blockers. People that can actually put an arm up and a hand up and challenge shots 
to increase the likelihood those shots will not go in. And when you're playing Kavon Looney, and Kavon Looney did not play that much. He played 29 and a half minutes tonight. So when you're relying largely on Draymond Green, who's 6'5", when you're relying largely on Andrew Wiggins, who's a shooting guard in Minnesota before he came to the Warriors, and then you're relying on scrap minutes from Jermichael Green, and that's really all your bigs. I mean, otherwise, all your other players, and Andrew Wiggins is not a big either. I, I Look, I get that he's a, he's a, he plays the four with the Warriors, and in the postseason, he usually is effective at it. Great. He was so-so tonight, 15 points, one for five from beyond the arc. His three-point shooting was has not been good lately. Finished the game 6-14 of 14 from the field, largely because every time he tried to attack the paint, you had Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Jared Vanderbilt waiting for you and Rory Hachimura. These are big dudes. It makes life harder when you're trying to score easy baskets. So the Warriors were settling for a lot of threes instead of having a guy like Jonathan Kaminga come in the game and get easier buckets by attacking and forcing the defense to collapse. So maybe at least some of those threes would even be more wide open and easier. But no, Kerr is stubborn and insists on uh, going with small ball. Um, Joe, I do agree with you when you write that uh, uh, Gary Payne II seems less bouncy. There was there was one game in the Sacramento series, I think it was game five, where GP2 looked like the old GP2. But you're right, he's, he's looking just old. Uh, I, I hope he's feeling okay. I, I, I see that as well. Um, Rain King GW writes, Gary Payne the second can't be guarding the power forward this series. I agree with you as well. He is a perimeter defender. You brought him in because you're, the Warriors were the worst uh, perimeter defensive team in the NBA this year. The Warriors gave up the highest three-point shooting percentage in the NBA this year. The highest. All right? That's why you got Gary Payne the second. Not to guard bigs. I'm totally with you on that. It's a joke. Um, John Sun writes, or John Sonny writes, too much fouling. Kaminga needs Steph uh, to demand for Kaminga to play. I agree. I, I agree with you. It'd be nice if Steph actually did some, did some advocating for that, and maybe we'll see that after this game. I don't know. Um, Gregory Thomas writes again. I've been going to a lot in this show. Do you think Kaminga might be exhibiting a bad attitude? Well, I don't think he had a bad attitude at the start of the King series. I think if there is a bad attitude, it's because a 20-year-old um, who until he came to the Warriors was a star player on any team he played for, whether it was high school or the or G League United or G League Unite, is that what they're called? Uh, when he came to the Warriors, he's suddenly now just, you know, an afterthought. And that's not easy for a player of his age to accept. But Kerr doesn't seem to want to coach this kid. I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know. It would be nice if reporters would ask Kerr about that instead of just giving him a pass. Seems like the vast majority of media members seem to care a lot more about maintaining a good relationship with Steve Kerr and the Warriors than doing their jobs. But, you know, next year, I'm going to go to Chase Center a lot more. Um, that I promise. Um, anything else? G League Ignite. Thank you, Rafa. Sorry. Uh, thank you, Dino, for agreeing. Um, Magnus Carlson writes, how big of a deal do you think it is that we lost home court advantage? Not that big. I, I, if there's any team that doesn't have a huge home court advantage, it is the LA Lakers. Uh, I, if the Warriors can win two games in Sacramento, they can win at least one in LA. So it's not the worst thing in the world. But again, why make things harder? Why? I don't, you know, like, like why sacrifice a game in a seven game series so you can learn things in the process when some things were just so damn obvious? I don't get that. Um, and, and Gregory Thomas writes the perimeter defense had partly to do with Wiggins 
being out for 46 games. Maybe, but I remember seeing a statistic that showed that even when Wiggins was playing, it wasn't that great. And again, I mean, if that's the case and you're fine with your perimeter defense with with Wiggins, then why trade for Gary Payne the second? I mean, that's it seemed pretty obvious what that trade was for. They all remember they also tried to get Patrick Beverly. I mean, the, the, the perimeter defense thing was a serious issue for them this year. Um, and you're right, Joe. This is another great point. Kaminga would get 10 fouls attacking the inside, no problem. That's what a bigger, more athletic player gives you. Um, yeah, Marvin, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name right. It's Kerr's player management may cost us a series. I, I, I'm very confident still the Warriors will win this series. I'm not confident they're winning a world championship unless serious adjustments are made. You're, the Warriors will have to start giving Kaminga Moody and, and Jermichael Green some serious play in this postseason if they want to win, win the world title. They have to. All right. I mean, it's you lost Otto Porter Jr. You lost Nemanja Bielitsa and you didn't replace him. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. Um, you know, I just listed off all the players the Warriors had in the dynasty that they relied on, whether it was the David West, the Sean Livingston's, the, the Andre Iguodala's, uh, the Otto Porter Juniors, um, you know, the, the, the actual true centers of the game, the JaVale McGee's, the Zazop Shulia's, the Andrew Bogut's, even the, the minor role players who were still playing considerable minutes off the bench were bigs the, the most spates david lee who's instrumental for that first championship they have none of that now and i don't understand what kerr thinks that why he thinks they're going to be fine without that that was important that was a huge part of your team um anyways i'm gonna go join my boy larry kruger this show went very long tonight i apologize but there's just a lot to discuss um and joe you're absolutely right kaminga is also the best finisher around the rim uh, he, he adds momentum to your team. You know, t opposing defenses just don't just let Kaminga roam around. They have their eye on him because they know how effective of an offensive player he is. He needs to start playing. Um, and this is a good point, D. You're right. I, the The assist numbers tonight, the Warriors finished tonight with 30 assists, which is a good number. But you are right. What we saw in the King series that we didn't see as much of tonight uh, were those cuts. The Warriors are routinely the best uh, uh, team in the NBA when it comes to cuts. They actually do keep track of that stat. Um, but again, it also could have been partly because the Lakers are a bigger team. And even if you're cutting and even if you're passing the ball a lot, and we did see some of that tonight, when you have Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Jared Vanderbilt, when they're waiting for you down low, even if you're making all these passes, there's a shot blocker they're waiting for you. And the Warriors don't have that on the other side of the ball on, when it comes to their defense. Um, yeah, and Gilbert, that is a fear of mine too, that Clay may have hit a wall. I, I'm really worried about that. He had a fantastic first half, a very poor second half. Um, oh, yeah, D, fair enough for, uh, for the whole season. All right, folks, uh, I'm going to bounce. Look, if any of you are frustrated, I get it. I'm totally with you. Um, and I'm very confident about game two. I'm not freaking out at all. I'm just... It's just annoying when you see a head coach of a professional team, especially a head coach that we've been watching for so closely and intently for 10 years, just time after time after time, just making nonsensical decisions. Like these don't make sense. Like you have talent on your bench, play them. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to go join my boy, Larry Kruger. Thank you for putting up with my not so positive evening. I just don't know what you'd be positive about, except for the fact that. I do strongly believe, and I'm guessing most of you agree with this. If you don't, that's fair because the Warriors lost. But I feel really, really confident in saying that this Warriors team is the better team in this series. I think they will figure it out. 
Um, they just got to get their head, heads out of their asses and, and they got to start playing the right players. So there we go. All right, folks. I know. I agree. Indeed. Game one at home is, is rough to, to lose. But thank you again. Uh, game two. Kylan will be with me Thursday night. Uh, 